position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 407 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Hmm, Dork, Dirk the Daring. I must say Dork the During. Dork the During! Jerpachur! Uh, being recorded for you on this, uh, Saturday the 13th of August, 2022, at, uh, 3.43 p.m. Left Coast, Pacific Coast... Uh, coast the most crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Wow, holding on the whiskey sign. That's a good idea, Ivor. Oh, we got a good show for you this week. There, that's good, right? Yes. Ah, nah, nah. Uh, how was your week, Ivor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ivor's holding up a, a an impressively well rendered uh, sign in the booth glass. Uh, it's a picture of uh, Trump making a frowny face. It's like a Trump emoticon. Yeah, isn't that something? Ivor, you're fired. Um, bring this to our top stories. We don't have infinite time, unlike Ivor, 
who now has all the time in the world. Our top stories this week. First off, the president's Mar-a-Lago residence was raided by the FBI this week. And then this was remarkably crazy shit to see. I couldn't fucking believe it when it happened on Monday. I was texting uh, everybody and people were like, you know, I was in like the middle of different conversations with these people prior to the news breaking for me. And so like we're talking about all this other stuff and I'm like, dude, the president fucking just got raided. They raided the president, you know, Trump's house. They raided the former president's house. Which is like, I never imagined and that would happen. But the cooler thing happened later on in the week as the president, as you know, former disgrace, twice impeached, whatever the fuck, as Trump started to put up the smoke machine and and activate the crazies, his little crazy uh, fucking uh, insurgent militia mob, a uh, stochastic fucking group of domestic terrorists, um, as he began to rally them with uh, lies through you know, Fox News and etc. Um, basically impugning every aspect of the of the whole the whole thing. And he, I mean, he had like his his Secret Service agents had three hours notice. Anyway, we won't go into the details. Merrick Garland came out on Wednesday, or was it Thursday? I don't know. It's been difficult to tell because it's been a busy week. And said, "Oh yeah, bro." What now, bitches? Sure, we have just filed a motion to unseal the warrant. Barring, you know, so now it was like up to Trump to like object to the unsealing of the warrant. And he refused, which is just, it just proves what a fucking idiot this guy is. Um, but that was like step to death row. Okay, fine. Fuck you. You think you want to, you want to say all this bullshit? You want to say all this bullshit? Hey, we have no problem making it public. You know, we're just protecting your fucking rights. Unseal the shit! Unleash the Kraken, as Sidney Powell would say. Uh, and indeed they did. Uh, fucking stealing nuclear... Keeping nuclear secrets which are not, like, in the warrant. They don't say that specifically because it's like top secret compartmentalized classified information you don't get a summary of that information because then it wouldn't be a secret anymore um this looks really bad this looks really bad like at the bare minimum this is Merrick Garland going I mean in a shocking move going don't fucking try to push me around you orange fucking Clown, I have you on the insurrection. Fucking, I, I, I have you on the espionage. <laughs> I can charge you for fucking espionage. It carries 20 fucking years, motherfucker. You know, you will be in court until the day you die. And, you know, you are a flight risk. So, anyway, so that was remarkable news. In Linux gaming news, <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, by the way, that would make it... You're right, Ivor, you're right, you're right. You're still fired, but you're right. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, the followers of the one true time and date format. 2022-08-13, p.m. Pacific Coast, Left Coast, Coast of the Most. Um, in Linux Gaming News this week... 
This is still in our top stories. We have a great show for you this week, I hope. I don't know because we're recording it now, so that's in the future and I haven't been there yet. If you've been there, call me right now in your past and tell me how the, f- the show goes. Oh, wait, we'll find out together. Um, other than gaming news this week, I, I got to spend some time with uh, Hard West 2 this week and the game has some problems, but I mean, it's like there's like quality of life problems. Like there's camera issues in that game um, that make it that significantly detract. Right, I'm sure that they're working on putting out a, another patch to fix them. But it's they're they're minor problems in and of themselves, but all combined together they do actually significantly distract and detract from what is and I mean this seriously, I know like I always do like the the negative thing first but Hard West 2 is really good, it does doesn't quite live up to the legacy of the first one but I'm enjoying it immensely with the exception of these quality of life problems, so I'm putting that on the back burner, especially because I've, I, I logged four and a half hours in in, uh, in Hard West 2 today. These camera problems are just kind of unforgivable at this point in gaming technology, you know, in terms of game development, like, we've gotten so sophisticated and everything is so easy, it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel anymore, and so you know, and rightly so, the end user, you know, you, me, all of us, together, we, um, have been trained to expect, you know, top flight user interfaces and cameras that control intuitively, and especially in a turn-based strategy game. You know, it's it, it it's very frustrating when uh, and there's some there's also some like control issues to the game. Like if you press like five to like use your special power during your turn and let's say your special power has to be targeted it doesn't automatically show you who the default target is if any but if you press 5 again as if to turn off your special power so that you're not, so when you mouse click they tried to simplify too much is my feeling and they changed It's weird because, like, lots of what I'm trying to say is sometimes you'll be trying to use, like, you'll be trying to shoot somebody, or you'll be trying to walk instead of shooting somebody because you want to use a movement thing to get a better position to improve your chances of shooting somebody. But because you already have shoot somebody selected, when you click, you'll walk. It's 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 not good. It's not good. It's it's it, it'll be fixed. They'll they'll figure it out. They they will fix it because I mean they put a lot of time in it. Everything else about the game is awesome. I'm really liking Hard West too. So if you like Hard West one, um, you know I'd say wait another week maybe before getting Hard West two. Wait until you hear from us here on the show. Our feature this week is a secret feature. Okay, fine. I'm going to tell you it's. It's about Spider Marvel Spider Man remastered. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a short but big, deep 
bite into Spider-Man, which I played for four fucking hours yesterday. It came out yesterday. So that's that's towards the end of the show. All right now, based on the new and no new and noteworthy Ivor, let's get this show on the fucking road. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Alright, we we were supposed to have two new and noteworthies this week, but fuck it, I want to save the rest of the time. I want to kind of get out of here in like 30 minutes, so we'll be here till Christmas, right, Ivor? That's right, we'll get the fucking case, Gregor, we'll get the fucking case, right? Yeah. Good, I'm glad I fired you, Ivor, that was the best move of today. Ah! So, the noteworthy that we're cutting is Cult of the Lamb, which I bought, I haven't played it yet, I don't even know if it runs. The other one, though, is much more important. It is the sequel to one of the first games that we fell in love with uh, while doing this podcast eight years ago. It is a long-awaited sequel. Axiom Verge 2 has been released, but I have not had any time to play it. I bought it. Axiom Verge 2. Oh my god. Help Elsa Nova. I have no idea what the story is like this time. I have no idea. It looks totally different. Like, there's, like, modern helicopters and shit. And blah. But for the uninitiated, Axiom Verge... Help Elsa Nova! Axiom Verge was an independently developed side-scrolling platformer that put the Vania and the Metroid in Metroidvania a term which I still hate to this day an overused term too but Axiom Verge lived up to it I mean you have a modular weapon system you get sucked into a parallel dimension uh, where you have to help this giant artificial AI floating head face cyber organism named Elsa Nova that was the original um, and so you have modular uh, equipment-based weapon upgrades. Each one is like you know your multi-tool like has like different weapons inside of it, or can have different weapons inside of it. Uh, different upgrades, different properties of those weapons, so you can combine elements of stuff to make cooler stuff that will let you get to the next harder fucking area. Um, secret areas just like Metroid. Very, very, very much Super Metroid was Axiom Verge. And now the sequel has come out. Axiom Verge 2, which I have not yet played, but I do own, uh, is 400,000... No, I'm sorry, that's... I were you're fired! Axiom Verge 2 is 10% off now through August 18th, uh, down from 20 bucks uh, to $17.99. Cult of the Lamb will talk about on a less busy week, but I want to get straight to Spider-Man because I have to talk at least for 10 minutes about the previous game that I played. Mm. But I want Cult of the Lamb also on the record. Alright! Our feature this week. Bam! Based him! Oh my god! It's the Libyans! The Libyans! Never gonna let you down! I can read your mind! This week's feature! I can't read you! I can't read you! I can read your mind! Take it, Scooky! The Libyans! So, 
It was, uh, it was 20 years ago today. It was, the year was 2004. I was writing, uh, game reviews for the paper and was working as a bar critic. Um, meaning that I had to beat entirely without embargo time an entire video game every week and write a complete fucking review of it in under fucking 750 words every goddamn week for like five years. It was a lot of work. So, back in those days, because it was so much work, you had, I mean, like, I was filing my copy for the paper via a dial-up modem. It was the first house, it was the first place I lived after le- after moving out of my parents' house. Um, so that, that, that sets the, the tone and tenor. It was, the, the prevailing game consoles of the age were, actually it was just the PlayStation 2. It was basically all I had. I think it was also maybe, the next year I got a GameCube for like 100 bucks. But anyway, PlayStation 2. This meant that I had severe demands on my time. I was also going to school full-time, working two other jobs, and running a publishing company. So, anytime I wasn't at the fucking bar, I was, or fucking teaching somebody something, or going to school, or etc, 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 or at a bar, I was playing whatever video game that I had, because I would not review a game until I had beaten it. And that meant for a long time, like I think there was only like three times where I ever gave myself an extra week. I beat Grand Theft Auto San Andreas in three days. Think about that. Um, so... When Spider-Man 2 came out, I was not wild about getting that game. And I, I, you know, I had to pay for everything. Like, I, I you know, the paper would not reimburse me for video games. Uh, the only, the only way that the paper helped me was, I mean, other than, you know, they, I had a great word rate. Uh, and they even paid me for uh, art too, if uh, for for game reviews. But um, even if it was, I would tell them like, "Oh no, this is just straight from the PR company," because it was difficult to get screen caps from console games back then, uh, unless you were like a major, you know, blah. Anyway, the only way they would help me uh, was by if they got like inquiries, press inquiries about like would you like a review copy they would always send those directly to my house which was great but anyway and then I had very little time to like fall in love with a game and I would I would fall in love with games and I I always made time same as like you know the last 8 years but uh on a much more intense actually that job was easier than this but this way I don't have to beat a game every goddamn week I just have to cover a lot of games to cover my basis so we can have this show that I know that you so desperately love and appreciate you're welcome I'm glad you're listening (laughs) that was was a joke Um, thank you for listening though Spider-Man 2 
I had very, very deep misgivings about going into Spider-Man 2, because Spider-Man, the history of Spider-Man, the last good Spider-Man game that I played prior to that was for Sega CD. And that was a side-scrolling platformer, uh, similar, somewhat in um, design to Rolling Thunder. With a pretty good story, blah. Spider-Man 2 blew my fucking mind. Spider-Man 2 is one of the best games ever made in the entire history of video games. The, the sheer amount of geography, realistically, I mean, I've, I've, I played it on PSX 2 uh, last month when I heard that they were doing this remastered thing, which is not of Spider-Man 2, it's of Spider-Man the uh, Spider-Man uh, for the PS5 but anyway, Spider-Man 2 blew my mind for these for the following key reasons. One, New York City, Spider-Man's New York City was incredible. The amount of geography was ridiculous. There were procedurally generated side quests that you could do to pick up extra um, points to spend on attributes and stuff like that. The locomotion in the game was a revelation. Not just then, it still is a revelation. When you play Spider-Man 2, you are hurling yourself as fast as possible off of the tallest buildings, navigating split second, you know, blah, all these complicated moves that you can do all these different types of webs that you can sling. I'm just talking about getting from point to point at breakneck speeds and you can't, you the game, the control system was so fucking tuned. It was absolutely perfect. It was a majestic experience because you could like, you could get across this fucking enormous fucking Manhattan Island let's say you're on top of a 30-story building to start with. You can get across the entire fucking island in maybe if you're really good, two minutes. That and the open-ended upgrade system and mission selection and the procedural generated side quests and all the different upgrade types and different currencies and stuff and then there was the combat system it was the first game that I can remember that had the Spidey Sense block move similar if you've played um, oh god uh, Lord of the Rings um, Shadow of Mordor where oh you get a Spidey Tingle you press the button same combat system as Bat- the Batman Arkham games you know ah you someone's going to attack you, you press the block button and you get to watch as, you know, you keep do- it combines uh, this is such a great fucking lesson in animation rigging and blentries that is ridiculous, Jordan Meshner could never have done this back when he made Prince of Persia, the original Prince of Persia and so it was incredibly intoxicating because you watch the game as, like you might be mid-attack and you get like this, the spite, your spidey sense tingles on some incoming attack. You press the B button, you dodge it, and then you attack that guy. 
Unbelievable. With this fluid combat system that was simple, easy to remember, and devastating to use with these unbelievable animations, all mo-capped, but it's really the locomotion and all the upgrades. Eventually, at the towards the end of the game, you could upgrade, you could get an upgrade that allowed you to do acrobat allowed you to do acrobatic moves during free fall. But Really, everything about Spider-Man 2 was about maximum fucking velocity. You want to hurl yourself as fast as possible uh, to a specific point above or below you. It didn't matter. Um, while negotiating this magnificent, like, and felt alive, too. It had cars, it had people. It was unbelievable. So my biggest fear when I found out last month that they were doing this, that they're making a game, they were releasing a game called uh, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, I was afraid that they would lose the cinematics, the the cinematic feel of traversing New York at these unbelievable breakneck speeds because it made you feel like you were seeing the world as Spider-Man and it was so cool I hate Spider-Man by the way Spider-Man's like one of my I'm not a real big superhero fan I mean as a kid I read a lot of comics but I hated almost all of them I thought that they were all stupid there were a couple that I liked I liked uh, Punisher I liked um, I liked Wolverine but he was the only good X-Men for my money, um, and I liked, uh, but I, I never really fell in. I fell in love with the art of comics, and I have, a, I still have a huge collection. I mean, it's enormous. But I never. It wasn't until like they started making really good superhero movies, and I never liked Superman. I like su- the Superman movies, especially like the second one. Um, but I, you know. It never got to me, and part of the problem was, until I saw Batman the movie, until he made the Batman movie, which was phenomenal, and then I really liked Batman, and then I really liked the Joker, and I started reading into, I read every fucking Batman comic book, I read every fucking uh, novel, novella, collection of short stories, um that, you know, was available at Walden Books back in the day. Uh, but anyway, Spider-Man was the least of my favorites. Spider-Man 2, the video game on the PlayStation 2 from 2004 was a profoundly impactful game. It changed the way we make video games. It was the first in a lot of different areas. Um, but principally, principally, the coolest thing about that game was you were Peter Parker delivering pizzas, trying to get to Mary Jane, managing your social calendar, trying to get a random little girl's balloon while you're trying to stop a break-in, while you're trying to do a main quest, while you're trying to get to the upgrade store, while you're trying... And, and then... And there's all these different types of fucking things you could do in that game. And almost all of them had some aspect to it of racing. But not racing like a foot race, not racing like a car, but racing as the locomotive force that is Spider-Man. And 
It was so intoxicating. I made... I beat the game in a week. But for months and months, I kept playing it. In my, you know, 45 minutes here and there every day kind of video game playtime that I had back then in my 20s. Holy shit, that's crazy. I was 24. It seems like a thousand years ago. So, my big concern... Would Marvel's Spider-Man remastered a, a remastering and first time making available to the PC gaming community a game that I had never played for the PlayStation 5. I don't own any consoles anymore. I don't even have any fuck, fucking time for any games that don't run on Linux. Would it live up to this legacy? Oh my god, yes. It's simpler. It's more toned down. The skill tree is much shorter than uh, the one that was available in in uh, Spider-Man 2. And the locomotion move unlocks aren't quite as um, robust, but I think that what the game does is it makes some of those available to you as suit upgrades, because like, there's a lot of technology, which I think kind of gets in the way, but it doesn't matter, it's just another fucking skill tree, another form of currency another type of event that you can do to get more of what you want, because ultimately I want Spider-Man to be moving at that's the one thing I really miss if I remember correctly, in Spider-Man 2 there was a way you could get a speedometer that showed your relative airspeed and that was amazing or there was an achievement for reaching terminal airspeed or something like that, Ah, it was great Not, not terminal velocity, but blah the poetry of Spider-Man was made available to me, a cynic in the form of Spider-Man 2. Because when you're standing on top of a fucking... on top of the Empire State Building, the very top of the highest antenna in the entire fucking city, and you jump. And you fall, and you, you don't move, you go into a dive. And you fall for like 15, 10 seconds... And everything starts to turn to a blur because you're going so fast. And then right before you hit the pavement, you fucking you sling your web and boom! You're a rocket! All of that stuff in Spider-Man 2 was unscripted. That was all just the play mechanics. And it was amazing. Well, Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered in a lot of ways is more amazing the graphics are phenomenal the detail on the characters faces, on their costumes on their outfits on their animations, on their weapons on the particle effects, on the explosions on the fire, on the sunsets, on the sunrises on the night on the cars, on the breaking of the glass, on the rocket launchers, of the rocket explosions, of um, 
your web effects of the combat of everything is out of control. It's everything that the graphics wise, it's everything you would want and a lot more because the the cinema comes, there's cinema sequences, but they come in nice, perfectly bite sized things and they're all in game. And so the second the cinema is over, you're already fighting somebody or you're already at the place, you know, blah. They've introduced stealth elements. They, they did retain the random procedurally generated side quests. Um, they've simplified the skill tree. The sense of speed is intoxicating. The moves so far for locomotion are, like I said, much simpler, much more pared down. Uh, but they've beefed up the combat. You have, like I said, there's a lot of technology now. You have like, all these different Spider-Man gadgets, which I think just bastardizes Spider-Man, which is funny considering, like, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man. I wasn't. And then they, then they made the movies. I saw the movies. I think. I saw one of them. Or two of them. I did see Venom. Uh, the second Venom. Carnage one. I liked Venom a lot. But he wasn't a hero. And he wasn't... He never got to be a hero the way that they've... I don't know. I don't remember him being this good. Anyway... Spider-Man Remastered the graphics will fucking blow your nuts off I mean they will rip your fucking face off the sense of velocity and speed as you fucking negotiate the city as Spider-Man while you're trying to do 15 other different things it's amazing they've added and played up on every aspect on on all the, the subtle things that made Spider-Man 2 such a phenomenal game and they've actually played up to those strengths in this game. Like now you have the ability to dive so like when you jump off of a building or you know you're swinging from building to building and you know web shotting yourself which is like basically turning yourself into a catapult more or less but a forward moving catapult it's weird um I forgot my point, because I was just I was just, I'm sitting here literally with a fucking grin on my face thinking about how cool fucking Spider, Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered actually is, because that's the other thing like the combat animations now they spent forever making all of these combat animations they're all dynamic, you could be doing 15 different things at once in a fight um and you have some unbelievably cool moves. M- most of my favorites are the ones that involve web slinging guys. Like you can like throw a guy into the air, jump up to him, what you know, Devil May Cry style, web sling him with both of your web guns, your web your webifiers or whatever, and then flip him behind you and then slam him into the ground. Like a uh, like a power like a like a, like hammer him into the ground over you before you. Land. It's so fucking cool. All these little defensive things that you can do, and all the different enemy types. They seem to be more diverse to begin with, and more well balanced. Uh, you fight a lot of people. You'll kill a lot of people. Um, 
And the combat variety is significantly boosted over what I recall as being the fairly repetitive eventually after like, you know, 500 hours of Spider-Man 2. It did get repetitive. I beat that game like four times. With mm, 100% completion. I played Spider-Man Remastered last night for four solid fucking hours starting at one o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the morning. I played the game so hard that I forgot to blink long enough for significant portions of the game to where when I did blink, just tears poured down my face not because of, I mean, I, yeah, sure, there were tears of joy, but they were just from my eyes watering so hard because I could not blink. It is very good. It is exceptional. Now, finally, before we go, I want to tell you a couple of things about why I ended up playing Spider-Man at 1 o'clock in the morning. Because this, I woke up at 8.30 yesterday morning to play Spider-Man at 9 o'clock a.m. And it wouldn't work. So I went on ProtonDB and there were no reports and so I started just working my way through every Proton version, every fucking trick that I know in terms of like launch options, command line parameters, shit for the game inside of Steam. And I gave up. Figured there'd be a day one patch, you know, coming you know, probably in three days. And I was like, shit, that sucks. I'm going to have to report tomorrow on the podcast that Spider-Man Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered doesn't work on Linux right now. At least not for me. I did a bunch of other shit. Googling occasionally throughout my day for information just anywhere. Can anyone, you know, blah, is this game running? And I had my suspicions because it's Steam Deck verified. So I'm like, it has to run on Linux. Maybe, you know, blah, and I had, it was throwing these errors of saying that, like, you know, I didn't have a GPU installed, and then it was saying that I didn't have the right drivers for my GPU, all of which was bullshit. So I ended up on a Reddit thread, and I found a guy who said that it ran for him with the following and this is what got it working for me uh, first of all the command line parameters you know your launch parameters are game mode run proton and you can find these in the show blurb for this week game mode run of course space proton underscore hide underscore nvidia underscore gpu equals zero uh, space proton underscore enable underscore uh, MVAPI equals one, and then of course percentage space percentage command percentage. Also, you need to run it with if, and I don't know because like a lot of everyone else says like it runs. I, I read through the discussion threads. Uh, some people who are on Windows 11 can't get it to run at all, which is funny. Um, but yeah, so then what I found was it was helpful to start the game in windowed mode just to see if it runs, and then you can change that later to full screen once you get to run. 
Once again, I'm on Mint uh, 20, I think, Mint 20 dot whatever, and I have a 3080 Ti. Game runs great once you get it to run, but I needed the high NVIDIA GPU and Proton Enable MV, uh, MV API and NVIDIA uh, Application uh, Programming Interface uh, MV API in the launch options and the only version of Proton that it will run with um, for me is Proton Experimental. Other people said that it ran for them straight out of the box but I'm on Mint so there you go go get, I mean, if, if you have the money, and if you if you remember Spider-Man 2 as fondly as I do, holy shit. I have my doubts about this for the first two hours, though. But after the second two hours, yeah. Check out the live stream tonight, on our Twitch live stream, I'll, uh, which I'll probably be doing in about 20 minutes after I end up posting this, around 5 o'clock, uh, around 1700 hours West Coast, I'll be live streaming it, and you will see. Cheers, that's our show for this week. Uh, catch you next week when uh, hopefully we will not be able to do a full review of Spider-Man because it's so big and so long, I intend to be fucking pounding this game like Ike pounded Tina like um I don't know, I'm trying to think of anything that's not domestic violence related, because that was a pretty unfortunate <laughs> analogy, but anyway, I'm going to be pounding this shit out of Spy- Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. It's magnificent. And the little bits of cinema that are all rendered in-game are so fucking cool. The camera direction is unbelievable, the everything, it makes you feel like you're in a fucking movie and you are Spider-Man and you are an out of control fucking web slinging improvisational motherfucking badass Spidey Cop out catch you next week four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. It's fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. 
the best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.